Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Yannick Hanfman. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. This is Sebastian Ofer. It's Mark Andrea Wiesler. I am Francisco Serundolo. And, and you're listening, listening to the Game to the Podcast. Hopefully you enjoy it. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. Here we are. It's the famous Qualifiers to Watch podcast. This one will be giving our top three on the men's and the women's side. And uh, we'll be giving a little bit of a reasoning why we're picking them. This was where we get a little bit competitive and hope that our qualifiers go furthest in this Roland Garros draw for bragging rights come the end of the tournament. Isn't that right, JG? Yeah, it's always a very fun episode to do. Like you said, competitive, competitive with me and you. Um, this year, there's some good qualifiers to choose from. We're going to be choosing through on the men's, through on the women's, like we always do. And ultimately, we want to see if I can go further than Ben. And I believe Ben's never, ever beaten me on a qualifiers to watch episode. His qualifiers always stink. This is Not where true. Timothy Skatoff was born. Um some real bad ones as well. I forget the Sabata other one. Morales had. was a really good one. Fourth round, I believe. What was the one you had? What was terrible? It was worse than Scatoff. Do you remember oh. it? No, I can't think off the top of my There's head. There's been a few, but I don't remember the name now. Let's see if you can get uh, any more fortunes this year and you can pass me. Well, let's wait and see. I don't think we're going to spend too much time uh, going over the semantics. I know this is one of your special... Uh, JG PowerPoint presentations, as everybody knows and loves. Um, what colours have you gone for uh, this year? And uh, is there any new additions? Not many new additions, but you can see a nice lighter orange um, with a little white contrast there. I've got the new Roland Garros logo, which we're using for the event in the top left. Ooh. And apart from that, it's pretty much the same. We've got some new images, of course, new player names. So... There's some, I, did, I know I keep saying it, but there's actually some really good qualifiers. And it's a bit strange this year because we've already done our brackets before we've done the qualifier video. Yeah. So those who have already watched our uh, draw previews will kind of have an idea who our qualifiers to watch are going to be because they're the ones we've put the furthest. Uh, in a way, it helps us more doing it this way around, but I guess it does ruin a little bit of the fun for you guys if you wanted to 
be surprised who we were going to choose because you probably already know the names we're going to have. But there may be a few surprises in there because Ben doesn't know who I've actually gone for and what order nope. they're in. I have, I do know his because, of course, I put the PowerPoint together. Who do you reckon mine are? Uh, it's going to spoil it, isn't it? I mean, on the No, men's... just have a, have a guess. You don't actually know. I don't know. No, I don't. Uh, there's one. You probably got some of the ones that because you've seen mine. You've probably gone for some, hopefully, some different ones as well. I know that we've obviously got a guy there at the end of our intro. <laughs> I'm sure we both probably have in there. Which uh, that's the thing. I think that that's the one I'm self assured that we both probably have. It's just Sebastian Offner. Well, he was one of my players, Ben, until you um, stole the thunder and started talking to him at the event and getting close to him. But wow. like, if you remember back, if you roll back to Roland Garros of last year, he was my number one qualifier to watch last year. Um, so there's a bit of history of me and Sebastian Offner. You didn't even include him in your top three how, last year. How did he do last Late year? Late to the party. We had Zverev first round. Yeah, so you gave him a bit of bad luck. Maybe me picking him this year will help him go through a few more rounds. Well... I was rooting for him. Obviously, Austrian roots as well. Uh, that's why, Seb, I'm on your side, as always. Have we got names next to these ones, or have we just got pictures and we're going to guess? Like, how no, are we I, doing put it? The, I put the names <laughs> because I know you're not very good with, this, with just a picture. So let's start with the men's qualifiers to watch. Like I said, there's going to be three from Ben, three from me, in order. We'll start with number three. <laughs> And here we go, Ooh. number three. And this is who we've gone for. I've gone for Medvedevich, and Ben's got Lucas Puel. Yeah, Lucas, I think it's pronounced Pui, I think. Probably. But, uh, yeah, both really, well, for me, I think it's a good selection. Yours, this is the, well, for, for me, I'll go with mine first. I, I I like your pick. It was on my list of, between these two as my number three anyway, but I went for... Lucas Pui for reasons that are different to the normal reasons that I would say qualify to watch. And he's a qualifier to watch for me because of the story of, of this guy. He's, he's French, he's in France, and he's had some a real terrible time of things. Obviously, he used to be a top 10 player. This is a guy who beat Rafael Nadal at the US Open. Like, this is a guy, he's, he's just top notch. He's been to a Grand Slam semi-final. He's, he's that good. But then he had problems with injury. He dropped down the rankings. He got down to like, I think it was like 300. You know, I think he said he was losing to players like around 300 in the world in challenges. He got depressed. He had bad mental health problems. He turned to alcohol. Just really sad story uh, to fall off from top 10 all the way back down to where he was. And now he's having a resurgence and he's put a, a run of wins together and I love the fact that he's qualified for this French Open. I think it's a brilliant story. And he's playing the same player that he beat in the final round of qualifying in the first round. And I'm praying that he can do it again with a crowd, an even I bigger think that's crowd. A curse. I don't even know why you're saying that as a good thing. I think him playing someone he's just played and beaten could be a curse. There's a good but... chance now he will lose. Uh, if you know anything about the history of the way tennis works, mm. it happens all the time. You'll beat someone in qualifying, then go and play them and then lose. Prime example, Jan Lederstroff against Aslan Karatsev in Madrid. Madrid, yeah. 
Well, I'm hoping just because okay, of the story. You've not learned your lesson, Ben, have you? You're not well, learned your lesson. I'm hoping because I'm of the story. I'm glad you've gone for him. I think he goes out opening round. So oh, I'm really I think that you're very that. disrespectful to this poor guy's struggles. A guy who beat your number one guy in a grand slam. You're probably still bitter about the fact he knocked out uh, Nadal at the US Open those years ago. And I think you've got to give this guy a chance. I'm all for new beginnings. And I'm hoping that he will have a fresh resurgence now in his late 20s. Uh, it was very touching to see him walking down the corridor with his daughter in his arms and stuff with all of the uh, ball kids and stuff applauding him. Like, really nice touch. I'm hoping the crowd comes out in force for him and I'm hoping he gets through that first round match and makes even a little run in this year's Roland Garros. Hamad Medvedevich. He's beaten Gakov, Sarundalo, De Jong. Up there with the toughest qualifying paths out of every single qualifier. 19 Agreed. years old. Phenomenal ball striking with scary power. And he's only a few tweaks away from a big breakthrough. Maybe that breakthrough is to come here. He could be a future top 10 player. I'm going big on him here. Uh, he's ba basically the an antithesis of who you do not want to play in your opening round. Someone you will want to avoid. Yeah. And I've actually got him in my bracket going extremely far. I've got him beating Struff. In the third round, I've or in second round, sorry, I've got him going all the way to the fourth round here, where he would potentially lose to Lajevic. That is also a winnable match. If he's got that far, he can easily beat Lajevic as well. I think so. Yeah, he's on the bottom half of the draw, the best side of the draw. That's where you want to be. You can't say the same about your guy, I don't think. So he's perfectly no. placed, and why not? Let's see. This could be a big breakout event for him. I think he's class, and that is my number three. A great selection. Um, I really rate the guy. I think he's been playing really well on the on the challenger circuit. I th wish the best for him. Hopefully, both these guys manage to get quite, through that first match. Not quite top three for you, though. Well, I've, it was beaten by the story of Lucas Puiz. Unfortunately, I took I chopped him out because I just read about I read into everything that this guy's gone through, and that meant more to me in this uh, tournament than it did. There'll be other tournaments for Medvedevic, and I'm sure that he will be up there in maybe one of the future slams for me. Right, next one, number two. And number two, I've gone for Aslan Karatsev, and Ben's got off, and I took a photo from the from the intro there, holding at one of our mics. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> there he is on the clay courts of Juarez. Brilliant stuff. That was just stuff. before I aced him, actually. Um, yeah, that's why he looked so happy there. And afterwards, he wasn't so happy, was he? Yeah, after I got all his serves back and aced him a few times. But yeah, good selection from you. I'll let you speak of that in a second. But I'm going to start with Aslan Karatsev. Doesn't need much of an introduction. Another person we've had on the podcast. We spoke to him at depth. Did extremely well this year. I believe he's yeah. something like 60th in the world at the moment as well. So yep. it's insane he even had to go through qualifying. Semi-finals, was it, at Madrid? Yeah. Um, had to qualify as well. I mean, he could he could go on and win <laughs> it. Like it, If Karatsev's on, he's one of the best players in the world. I'm not going to say any more about him because I don't think he needs any more. Aslan Karatsev, household name. We've got a song on the channel. He rises like Bitcoin. All we need is a little boost in the Bitcoin price. And I think Karatsev wins it. Without dropping a set. There you go. Love that. Sebastian Offner, now friend of the podcast as well. And I felt ashamed that I didn't have him in last year's. Now he's definitely 
He's definitely in my uh, players to watch from the qualifying. And one of the main reasons that he's in there as well, I watched his entire final qualifying match, which I thought this is going to be super tough. He was against Diaz Acosta, a man who was playing some of the best tennis of his career on a 12-match winning streak coming into that, had just won back-to-back challenger events and often made it look easy. I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding you either. He actually wiped him off the court in this match. And I was so impressed from somebody who was in such good form. And it, the way he dismantled him, the backhands down the line, the serving was good. He's got all the tools to cause people problems. And the only person that seems to stop him in his last two, gra- no, his, his main draw grand slams that he's been in, he's gone out to Zverev both times. So <laughs> if he avoids Zverev, he might be fine. Oh, I think he actually gives Zverev a better match now. Zverev not looking really that good. But I feel he, he has to be a threat to anybody in that first round. Uh, maybe give or take one of the top, like four players, but anybody else, I think it causes problems. Yeah, let's go to number one. <laughs> the reason I shoot <laughs> straight to this one is because it's the other way around. And I've gone one bigger than Ben on Offner. I put him as my Ooh, number words. one. So I'm going to be, if Offner goes really far, I get more success than Ben. Uh, and I did have him first last year as well. So a big Offner fan. It's not just because I've met him and hit a few serves against him like Ben has. It's a bit like that. That's what it's like for Ben. I had him <laughs> last year. I'm not going to keep, I'm not following Ben's patheticness. I think he needs to grow up a little bit. I've told him many times on the podcast about that. But I've got some stats for Offner. So what a consistent year it's been. 35 wins already. That is tying with his best in 2017. He's also made four challenger finals this year. No titles, but he's been consistently going deep in every event he plays. And the big thing you need to mention with him is he's got a really nice draw. I believe I've got him going all the way to the fourth round, playing against Stefano Sissipas. Unfortunately for him, he is in the top half of the draw, uh, which I think Karatsev will benefit from being at the bottom because it's very open for Karatsev. Ofner has a really good run first three three, uh, matches. I like his path. And that's why I've got him going all the way to the fourth round. And that's why he's my number one qualified to watch. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I really hope. Uh, oh, all right. I'm not going to say anything about Karat. And I don't need to talk about no, Karat. We just... <laughs> We've already done Karat. Done it. I mean, you can have a little bit if you want. All I was going to say is, come on. he's been, the, the guy's beaten Djokovic. He's, he's been to a slam semi-final. He's, he's not been that great, really. Form-wise, leading into this year. Probably not good at all. And if you look through last year, terrible, really, form-wise. That Madrid thing and turning around, he beat Medvedev at Madrid as well. That should be noted. Tick. Beating the guy who just won the last clay court uh, title. So I think that in itself. And I just hoped he got Medvedev in the first round. He hasn't got him. But that's the one person I wanted to raise with you as well that I thought you might have in there just as a punt. It was Say Both Wild. Because I yeah. think he's playing fantastically. Yeah, I do and like Sable it. It could be he's the bit like. that could. I thought that was going to be your, uh, like your your Joker card or your ace up no, your sleeve. If he beats Medvedev, if you have Medvedev, then maybe. But with Medvedev, if he beats him, like it's the best call that's ever been made. It's a big if, Ben. Let's yeah. move on to the women's. I know you said we've got we're doing it under twenty minutes, so we've got five minutes now to the women's. Let's see if you can <laughs> do it. 
So, women's qualifiers to watch, and we're going to start off with number three. And up in number three, I've gone for Mira Andreva. Really tough draw. If she had a better draw, I would put her higher. I don't see her going extremely far. Hmm? She's got risk, isn't she, in the first round? Yeah, first round. But, I mean, tough draw to win. I don't think I've got her going as far as you do. Maybe, yeah. I believe I've got her only going second round. Um, No, yes, Coco Goff would be her third round match. That's why I say it's tough. So I don't see her going as far as what I've had with the men. The the men's ones, I've generally got them going to the fourth round. Uh, And they could go beyond that, potentially. I don't see Andreva getting past Coco Goff. I don't want to be dismissive to her, but I think Coco Goff's a little bit more advanced. She's been there, done that. She's already been the, what's it, 16-year-old? Is that who Andreva is? Yeah, 16 at the moment, yeah. Goff was the 15-year-old when she did it, but I think she's got that extra bit of experience. It's going to be tough to get through. However, fantastic player. And uh, one to watch, definitely. Most definitely is. Yeah, um, that's the one. Obviously, we know. We've said it time and time again. Uh, Gar- well, Gary, big on her, saying it's going to be a real like breakout year for her. I-, I think I agree. I think she's been looking fan- uh, fantastic. But we're here to talk about my one as well, which is Sarah Balek. We'll get the name right. Probably got it wrong on the last qualifiers to watch. She's always a threat. I feel that she's the in this little group that there are of these young uh, teenagers coming through at the moment on clay. She, she's a fantastic uh, tennis player. I think I've spoke about her a lot in the previous qualifiers uh, to watch as well. I don't think there's much more that I can really like build up on. I think she qualified in, in style though. That's all I'd say with her straight sets in her last two matches. Um, I think she's a threat, just just on clay courts especially, just being from the Czech Republic. So keep an eye out for her, that both of these are the future. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let's move on to number two. And here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's always like this, isn't it? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> so the reason I have her going a little bit further than you, Ben, is because I have her going pretty far in my bracket. And if I'm not mistaken, I think she's one who I've got in the fourth round. See, we've actually done this like the different way round. I I did mine all before the, all the draws all came yeah. out, well, before That's they were true, all yeah. done. And you've done yours since we've done them. I haven't changed mine. And if I had, I probably, well, I may have removed Brenda Fravitova from mine. But yeah. she's got Rabakina in the first round. I still think it's a good match to watch. It's like a spectacle. For qualifiers to watch, I'd still definitely watch that match. So she'd won, what was it, six ITF titles back, nearly back-to-back at the end of last year, all on clay. So she's she's a really, really good clay court player. She's only just turned 16 as well. I mean, it might be a blessing as well. If she does beat Rebecca, you know, then you probably win the qualifiers <laughs> to watch. So it's a, it's a risk. I left her in there. I feel that she's won... All these first four that we've seen there, or first three, really, because we've got the same one again, they're all, so, they're all 16 years old. They're all in the main draw. It's incredible. It's Britain. I think ba- Balek may be 17 now, actually. That may be a lie. So okay. it's still amazing that we've got all of these uh, young ladies coming through who are this standard already. I think it's very promising. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you, mate. I think um, she's a... Uh... She's a good player, one for the future. A bit un- un- unfortunate with her draw, though. And that's why I didn't pick her. But like you said, I did mine after mm. the draw. 
And yeah, uh, yeah. Beliak has got a good draw, so I think she can go quite far. But Beliak. drum roll, please, because <laughs> number one is different. We both have a different one for number one. And I'm really shocked she's not even in your top three. I think that is shocking that you've not included this one in your top three. Do you have any idea who I'm talking about? Serbian? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> who are you thinking of? I was thinking of Danilovic. No. <laughs> That's no, probably no, Silk's no. number one. <laughs> you could have one more guess. Uh, Absolutely shocking that you did not include in your top three. I don't know what you're doing. That, for me, that was the banker. That was the first name on the pa- on the paper. And then I had to think of the rest. Um, Zidane stick. Well, a- enough of you. Let's get into it. This is <laughs> the number one qualifier to watch and the one you couldn't miss. And here she is, Clara Towson. Clara I think that Towson. is such a missed opportunity from Ben. We saw her in awareness. Her draw's phenomenal. I've got her going all the way to the quarterfinal. The draw she though could, again. She could go. She could go further than the quarterfinal. She could go and win it. This girl. I think she is the future of tennis. A real good player. She's been playing on the clay. Uh, longer than some of the others. She's been playing in quali- in uh, some challenges. Granted, she didn't win them. But you know with the women's tour, all it takes is for you, your game to come together in these two weeks. You don't have to really have too much form um, on the women's tour coming into this event. I think form goes out the window. All you need is form for the two weeks. So that's why I don't read into it too much. If she's got the ability to be a top player on her day. All she needs to do that is for two weeks. She wins the event. Done. Clara Towson. Could say that for anybody, though. Um, yeah, you can say that about everyone, but she's got the level where she can reach the heights. Well, I feel like we've she killed Radu you've, you've done like a, you've done like a U-turn on what you normally say, which is you wait for the jaw to come out, and now you pick. You've done what I used to do, and we've taken a completely reversed look at this, and I've picked mine before the jaw. You've gone with that, and it doesn't tend to work for me. I bet it works this time for you, but let's just wait and see. Towson for me. Uh, watching her in awareness as well. She was there, and I didn't think she was that no, she great. Was she lost. Then she beats Fitalila, who was there watching her doing. Fitalila's first talent. match back after a, how, just having a kid, and she nearly lost to her. She's and... just beaten Marcinko six two six one, Katie Swan six four six two, and Bjorkland. Bjorkland was dodgy. I watched some of that match, and it was very touch and go whether she was even going to beat Bjorkland. So that. That in itself, but I was always going to have this girl as number one on my side. Clara Towson, I mean, if she can come good, um, brilliant. I would love to see it. But Mira Andreeva, I feel that she's got a, a decent draw as well. I didn't even know the draw she had previously. I've got her going all the way to the quarterfinals in my bracket. Uh, maybe I'm going a bit too big on the hype, quite possibly. But I, I'm in for it. This is a This is a girl who has been to the final of the juniors in the Australian Open. That was uh, earlier on this year. Where, actually has won six ITF titles. Bear in mind at the age of 15 uh, last year, she has won six ITF titles now in total. And it's a bit crazy. The actual Roland Garros for the girls, she lost to Balek in the quarterfinal. <laughs> so, so Sarah Balek, this is the stock that she's uh, from. She actually beat her very convincingly as well, 6 4 6 1. So Balek's a really good player, but Andreeva's gone on onto a like a sort of a next level. And we know that she's already beaten some very good players, hasn't she? Uh, 
Mila Andreeva because she was playing in Madrid. She beat Leila Fernandez in straight sets. She beat Hadab Meyer straight sets. She beat Magda Lynette straight sets and then lost to Sabalenka, which there's, I mean, there's no harm in that. And she beat Camilla Osora Serrano straight sets as well. All of her matches have been straight sets in the qualifying. Just incredible. Um, I'm just hoping she continues into the main draw and she absolutely kills it. And there's some people even calling her for, to win the whole thing. I think it's a bit far. I think it's a bit too young. But I would love to see her go deep in this tournament. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she is good. That's why I put her in my top three. Um, but I'm going even bigger on Clara Towson. Forget Hologoduna. There's only going to be one Dane I'm getting behind, and that is Clara. Um, yeah, that is, that's what I've got to say about that. Make sure, let us know in the comment section below who are your qualifiers to watch. Who do you like more out of mine and Ben's? And do you think I'm going to win yet again? Every single qualifiers to watch. Ben never gets close. Um, I think it's going to be another one. It's about to Morales. <laughs> still lost that year, Ben. I had some good ones. I was on the men. I won the men's. You won the women. That was it. I think it was, it was one on tie, each. Yeah. yeah, it's a tie. That's there I'll we take go. Ben, sums it up. Ben's loser mentality. He's celebrating the tie there. Uh, that's the best he's ever got. So let's see how this one plays out. Make sure if you haven't already, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, and join us tomorrow for the start of Roland Garros. All very exciting. Thanks, Sam everyone, up. and see you then. Will do. Let's go, Clara. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.